welcome back, Dr. Z. Who's this guy we got with us today? <laughs> today we have the phenomenal Ed Weeks. So Ed Weeks has a background in investing, digital marketing, and business consulting. And so you kind of specialize in helping people to sell, acquire, and sell their businesses. So awesome. Well, kick it off wherever you would like to start and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh, I get a chance to talk about myself. How exciting. Absolutely. First off, I want to thank you both for having me on your podcast. I greatly appreciate it. It's good to reconnect to some friendly faces. So that's where I wanted to start. Uh, but uh, in that introduction, you talk about investing, you talk about uh, some of the M&A things that I'm doing, helping businesses grow, scale, exit. It's, there's so many catchphrases there. In all honesty, what has come about for me and my journey over the past decade uh, it really started with one conversation with my wife and my wife said, you're either going to quit your job or you're going to leave me. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. uh, in that moment, I realized that she saw through, uh, a lot of me. She saw the personal side of me and what I really didn't, she didn't like what she was seeing, uh, as you know, the result of me being really forced and stuck in the corporate world. I like to yeah. say the corporate world. Right. And I went out and I started out of nowhere, I quit a really good job, resigned, mm. uh, and have been on a track entrepreneurship ever since. Mm. Uh, and it's led me into growing a digital marketing agency where I started helping small businesses just drive their own growth. And in a point of about COVID time, started to realize that I drove a lot of revenue and probably should have made a lot more money than I had mm -hmm. and really started to look at buying my own businesses. And with some success in that has led to helping businesses. So real brief, quick synopsis of me. Uh, but honestly, that's the path I'm on right now is yes, I acquire businesses. Yes, I help people acquire businesses. And ultimately we're driving those businesses to produce more revenue, which leads to great things for more money for people, more income, more employees, and the potential to sell their businesses. So it's oh, it's kind yeah. of, it's a lot of fun. Sounds like you're in the Marcus Limonis space, similar to what <laughs> he does, right? With the profit. So, yeah. great name. Uh, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting him not that long ago. And oh, nice. What an awesome. What an amazing human being. Uh, he's actually part of uh, a mastermind group that I'm involved with. And just to be able to sit and talk with him for, you know, you're, there's 50, 60 other people there. So it wasn't like I got the one-on-one -on -one time that I really wanted, but welcoming, big hug, uh, just a really cool guy. And yes, he is, uh, he's had some dramatic impact. The most important piece that I learned from him was really, you don't, micromanage people but you micromanage your culture so he is obsessed with mm. like doing the right thing by his employees and and i've taken that to heart so tell us about you had this really great job i'm curious to know what that job was all about and what your vision was as you were getting ready to make that leap take that you know leap of faith that hey i can do this what's my vision what am i gonna do <laughs> Tell us all about that. 
I will. So I was never the best student. I actually saw a, uh, a, a picture the other day of this really nice Ferrari and the license plate said 2.6 GPA. And I think that I was 2.67. So I had that guy beat by a little bit. I don't have a Ferrari though. Uh, but all that being said, at uh, my career at that point, I was in big pharma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started in big pharma in neuroscience. So I really wow. was attached to an area that I loved, which was, you know, basically the bipolar and schizophrenia market. And, you know, oh. why would I love that? I just had friends at a younger age that both during college, uh, presented and they're still obviously battling those, those mental health. So really had a, I had passion for it because yeah. I had experienced it in my own life. Uh, and I was, I really felt like a patient advocate at the time, uh, going through that. Unfortunately, I won't mention the company, but, uh, the company decided that, you know, that wasn't the profitable route, you know, oncology and all these other areas were much more profitable than yeah. mental health. Uh, and they started to do away with R and D and, you know, their pipeline was in medicines that I just had no desire to sell. So I was, it was hard because I moved up the chain. I was making a great amount of money. I finally understood what people meant by golden handcuffs. Uh, and I was miserable. And the only person who saw it was my wife. Thank God. Yeah. Right. I mean, she saw it and she knew, and she just knew that I was, you know, I give her all the credit because she saw something that I wasn't allowing myself to see. Right. And and I was a avid, big reader, you know, and I, I remember waking up every day and I think Steve Jobs said, if you look in the mirror, you know, every morning and say, you hate what you're doing, you got to do something different. I yeah. think he said it. If he didn't, somebody said that who it had impact on me. And I did right. that for years. I just hated it. And I took a total leap of faith with the support of my wife. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, the, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know it was going to be digital marketing, buying, but I had no idea what I was going to do, but <laughs> the plan has seemed to work out. Now I have some guiding force that is, you know, I have some good vibes that make me uh, go into the spaces that'll work. Uh, I think, you know, it really comes down to having people strength and being able to communicate and talk to people as a strength. So that served me well. I would love to tell you that, oh yeah, I knew I wanted to be a digital marketer and I wanted to buy, I didn't know. I had no idea. I knew I didn't want to do what I was doing. That's all right. I knew. So how did you get into digital marketing then? Did you just kind of knew that you wanted to go online or? What was so your first I'll, thing? Honestly, I spent a few months after I, sorry, I have a spider attacking me. Uh, <laughs> and a few months after re, uh, resigning from, from Big Pharma, which again, at that time was crazy because I could have gotten, if I would have just waited it out, kind of mm-hmm. slow played it. I could have got a nice severance and nice little send off, but I just wanted to be done. So I resigned and yeah. I was just looking around searching. And then some guy started following me around on my YouTube channels and, oh, you know, he was on my Facebook and from uh-huh. my garage. And if you know who that is, that's Ty Lopez. And I got into his course uh-huh. and this will connect to you guys. And the very first teacher that came in, I was in probably first, I'd say 50 to 100 people in his course uh-huh. for social media marketing agency. Wow. Uh, and one of the first, no, oh, the first instructor was Joe Soto. Wow. And I reached out to Joe direct and we formed a relationship and, you know, it just kind of led me to like, wow, this is really a much needed service. And yeah. I went out and I did the BNI, I did the chamber. I did a lot of presentations locally. And I grew a business locally that morphed into something much bigger as, as time went on. And I started to help a, a different level of, of client. So 
it's <laughs> leap of faith, took a chance, and uh, you know, Ty is people don't like Ty, people like Ty. Yeah, I think that's you could feel that way about everybody. I think there's enough nuggets uh, with enough people that you know you can get it what you need out of it to do great things. And so with the digital marketing, you went into the healthcare space, right? You were helping um, clinicians, was it dentists? Um, I forget what you. So eventually, yeah. So again, I started locally Hudson Valley, HV social media. I was helping anybody with a pulse that wanted to work with me, right? <laughs> Proof of concept. But yes, I ended up going into very specific fields. I helped a lot of dental, uh, still have amazing local client who I've grown with her practice. That's amazing. Love her. She's awesome. She's a very good friend now as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also went into this space of erectile dysfunction. Uh, and it was, <laughs> I was referred into it. And it's something we excelled at uh, back in the day when you could actually have a relationship with Facebook. Yeah. Uh, we were able to get a lot of advertising accomplished in that space that would norm like now forget it. Everything is run by a bot. I could never get some of the ads that we're still able to get out there just because there's no human connection anymore at Facebook. Yeah. So yes, medical, dental, work with hospitals. I've done some some really cool stuff that is I'm re I'm really super proud of. Wow, nice, awesome. Yeah, it's fun stuff. <laughs> and so, how how did you know that you would be successful in it? What um. What was your first, um, your first client, maybe? What did you do differently or kind of, you know, kind of I, to the next level? I, I love that because I, what has always, well, let's just go entrepreneur. So what has made me successful is just being different from everybody else that they're talking to. So mm -hmm. my dentist now, I said, I love her. Amazing. Growing with her, like she was one of my first clients. Like she was a referral through a BNI person that I had known longer that got me into BNI. She referred me to this dentist and the relationship has grown because it's just, it's not about just being their marketer, right? It's about being their, that's why it's consultant. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just amazing. There are relationships and that's, that's kind of why I knew I would be successful is just not being like everyone else and forming a real business relationship with, clients, uh, deep dives that go beyond marketing about problems they're facing about, you know, there's, there's times where I feel like I should be hourly billing for some psych services because you're really having those long conversations about a lot of other business components that affect every one of your clients. I have a very similar client who I've taken from one office to four offices in the erectile dysfunction space. Wow. Uh, and it's the same kind of thing. We don't talk as often. I, I walk a lot with my dental client here locally. Uh, you know, you know, she's awesome. She's calls me for relationship advice and my wife and I have a good time talking to her. So uh, it goes beyond uh, just being whatever, you know, if you're a marketer, if you're a, a, a a, you know, a pharma salesperson selling dental client, uh, components to this, just you can have a lot more deeper relationships and that's what's made me successful. Mm. Yeah. That's one of your superpowers. It sounds like. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? It's sometimes you're so focused on a superpower that you can monetize immediately. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm a super marketer. <laughs> Let's cut to the, ch let me just cut to the chase real fast. 
there's a lot of really good marketers out there. Right? Yeah. No one is a no one is a guru. Like there, I see some things, I'm like, oh, it's 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 complete and utter nonsense because it's the same exact platforms. Yes, there's tweaks, and now with AI, forget it. It's it's become even easier. But yeah. all that being said, the superpower is the relationships because I don't even know how many times these other clients have been pitched marketing services. They send me the decks. They send me the proposals because that's the relationships we form. It's very hard to get past that, which on the other side, building an agency in the beginning was difficult because there was a lot of longstanding relationships from radio, TV, yeah. other salespeople that had relationships, right? Relationships are key. So that's your differentiator. Yeah, for sure. Listening, hmm. right? You told me before that. You told me before we started to pause and I'm like, I try to listen as much as, you know, if not more than I talk, of course, this is what I got to talk more, which I can do as well. I'm from New York. You got to be able to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't listen, you know, what's it really matter? You got, I listen to a lot of my clients and it, that hurts me. There's, there's definitely transactional relationships that I've lost because I don't want to, like, I'm at a point now where I only want to work with who I ultimately want to work with. Right. So it's a feel right. out process that a lot of people aren't used to. And that's okay. That does. I'm not your guy. That's I'm good with that. You've evolved to the point where you're, I don't know if you'd say it's spoiled or you've gotten to that's this it. point where you're, you can pick and choose, which is wonderful. <laughs> Right. It's it's selective, right? And if I'm gonna help somebody do marketing, uh, build their business through acquisition, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of personal involvement. We're diving deeper in their business than most of them normally want to. Yeah. Uh and I, you can tell that pretty fast. If I ask somebody for their financials and they're freak out, <laughs> okay. I'm not the IRS. You know, I'm not <laughs> I need to know where you are and where we can take you. And, you know, a lot of people, that's, that's not a common thing for uh, a person to ask for a marketing person, or, you know, even a lot of consultants are only going to stay in their lane and worry about yeah. what they're going to drive. But how do you measure it? How do you ultimately know what you drove if you don't have that deeper relationship? So it's, it's uncomfortable, but that's all right. That's where you grow, right? Outside of your comfort zone. So with that said, how do you develop that trust to get people to give these things that they're freak, you know, they're like, why are you asking me that right off the bat? They're probably apprehensive. So where does it go from there? I, I, so a lot, this is where, this is where I focus on doing some of the things that I do from a social media perspective or from a LinkedIn perspective or a, my own content perspective, right? It's really just trying you know, opening up myself being, you know, oversharing because I do. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you anything you want to know about me. That's, that's just who I am. I'm yeah. wide open book. And, I, you know, I hope that stuff eliminates this guy. There's no other motive. The motive is make your business better, right? Know where you are. We have to have a baseline to grow. And if you're not willing to get there, then that's okay. It's just having real conversations and putting real content out there that hopefully the trust grows. Like I've had a lot of my initial conversations, people are like, oh my God, you're just like you are when I've looked at your podcast or I've looked at you on another podcast. 
am I supposed to be somebody different? I don't know. <laughs> Are there two <laughs> me's? <laughs> yeah. There's somebody else out there that I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and then I get the alternative that I always get is why do you use junior? I'm like, well, I love my dad. So that's yeah. a little honor to him. But honestly, from an SEO perspective, there's this darn, uh, UK actor that takes up all the SEO for Ed Week, so I got to use my junior. <laughs> yes. Well, so it sounds like you you were successful, like from the the very beginning. I mean, did did you have any um, obstacles or struggles that you had to overcome once you got started, or? The only reason that I was successful in the first two years of forming and starting my agency was because I had a fat 401k that I could live off of. It <laughs> killed me in taxes. Uh, but, you know, you get certain points, you get used to where you are from, you know, have a successful wife helps. Uh, yeah. But I, she's, you know, we're not making what we need to make uh, unless I'm providing as well. So at the yeah. end of the day, a few of those things, but there are so many obstacles. It's so hard. Like entrepreneurship is difficult. Uh, knowing what I know now, I would never just start a business. I would buy one. I would find out what it is I truly am passionate and love. If it was digital marketing, there's so many digital agencies out there that you could buy. Getting them at the right price and the right terms, that's a whole different conversation. But the reality is you could buy a business that's been around for a few years and then add your flair to it. So uh, no, there's so many blocks. I, I would be just absolutely BSing you if I said, oh, I've always, yeah, this has always been easy. No, getting up every Tuesday at six in the morning to sit in a local diner to pitch 25, 30 other business owners about what you're doing. And, you know, maybe they want to spend 200 bucks a month. You're like, why am I doing this? No, it's, there's so many variables to getting to a certain point. Now it's fun to be able to say, no, you know what? Honestly, I can't move the needle for you at that level of investment. And that's not a knock on anybody, right? It's just, you know what it takes to get to a certain point with a business that you want to work with. And if they're going to say, I have 500 bucks, I'm not your guy, but I'll try to find somebody who will work with you. There could be some young uh, newer businesses that are good at what they do that will take clients that they want to grow with. And that's, that's a whole different person than I am right now. Sounds like that. I was thinking back to the wall. So when I got into flipping houses, I was clearly, my back was to the wall. I had got, I was getting older and the company I worked for, for almost 20 years said, Oh yeah, you know, we're, we're just not bringing you going to bring you back when this, it was during that 0809 downturn period. And, you know, I'm like, man, my back is to the wall. It sounds like your back was to the wall. How do you feel that helped motivate you? Well, you I got three kids. Early I got day. a lot of motivation. <laughs> what, what, what did you say? I have three children as well. There's lots of motivation. Okay. There's plenty of whys in my life. You know, I'm now, I'm 52. So my obsession has become legacy. Uh, my kids, kids, kids. Like I'm more worried about stuff of that nature than I've ever been. Uh, from a personal perspective, that's made it hard to continue. You know, I have friends for 40 plus years. I grew up in a small town. A lot of us still are connected. We play golf. We do these things. But you know, those guys will do that every day. 
I've been hearing a lot in the last two years. Are you all right? How come you, you know, what happened to the guy that we know? Well, the guy that you know wants to do a lot more things. So I have, you know, the motivation to, to, to do a lot bigger things just by having that perspective. Uh, you know, I love my kids, you know, it's my wife. There's a lot of things that that I want to do. You know, she's almost at the retirement side of of what she's doing right now. So, you know, in in about two years, (laughs) she'll have a great pension. That's great. But you know, there's going to be a lot of other pieces that come together for, for us to, to live out the golden years and have fun. So all that being said, like, yeah, I'm motivated. Uh, and it's just, uh, family legacy, all those things consume me. So that's what drives me to do what I do every day. Yeah. Easily. He's easily motivated. (laughs) (laughs) So, so talk, talk about this whole business acquisition, um, part piece of it. Like that's really fascinating. Like how do you decide what is a good business? Like you said, I mean, I guess you have to obviously have some degree of passion or interest. Or do you? I don't know. <laughs> well, so to me, it's matching an interest to what can actually make you money, right? So yeah. I own a e-commerce play that is journaling inside of a couple of very niche spaces, cannabis, CBD, and coffee. Uh, but it's journaling, right? I don't journal. I'm not a journaler. I write things down. I read a lot. I don't journal. It's not my thing. It's a thing of a lot of people, right? I'm passionate about those spaces from a proper usage perspective, right? I think there's, especially cannabis, uh, I know in going into dispensaries in the area that a lot of times you're misguided and uh, misaligned with what you're hoping to achieve from your cannabis experience. And in that, I'm like, wait a minute, here's a great little business that is for sale that I could buy that I've bought. Uh, I brought new partners on and we're building out and it's super fun. Like it's just really cool and fun and it's great stuff. So to me, it's connecting what you're passionate about uh, and looking at where you can buy. E-commerce is not going anywhere. Yes, it went crazy during COVID and it's come down, but it's still not going. Go to your local mall and tell me that e-commerce isn't killing almost every store out there. It is. Uh, So you might as well be a part of it. You know, you guys are in the health, you know, the wellness space. There's plenty of, of high-end supplement companies out there that you could either, you know, wholesale for or, you know, look at somebody who's already doing that and take down their e-commerce business and I can show you how to do that. So there's, uh, you know, and I've learned from some some really great people and a lot of this, you know, uh, you know, you know this from uh, your background there, uh, Professor P. Uh, you know this uh, in 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 the world of real estate, right? There's there's plenty of ways to do deals without using your own money, exactly. uh, and that's you know you know if you if if somebody's watching this and saying, "Oh, this guy's crazy," just think of this: if you're looking at a apartment building, you're buying the cash flow, right? It's a it's a it's a cash flow game. It's the same exact thing in business. I buy cash flow. I love recurring cash flow when it's a model that is maybe subscription based uh, that you can see consistent recurring revenue. You can put a real value on that and find alternative ways to finance buying it. So just buy what you like. Uh, You know, it's it's so much easier than starting. Right. If I would have known this in 2015, uh, this aspect of it, I would be 
20, 30, 40 times further ahead in my journey yeah. uh, of entrepreneurship than I am now. But again, everything happens for a reason. And yeah. then you also said, but then you have to also look at upside potential. Like mm -hmm. so you have to look at the, the cash flow now, but then you're also anticipating growth um, yeah. or thinking uh -huh. about how you can enhance it. Um, you know, how do you, how do you look at that component? Cause then you're like almost forward projecting. <laughs> no, absolutely. So, so a guy who has his MBA, as I do, will tell you that projections are all BS, right? I can project any number I want, right? It's a, I, you know, and I, I have a lot of conversations of this when I'm looking at buying a business, I don't buy your potential. I buy what you do. Yeah, you have the potential to do all these great things. Awesome. Go do them. And then we can talk about buying at your price. That just level sets a lot of the conversations I have. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's if I look at a business, so say, I'm, and it's not just e-commerce. So if I look at an HVAC business, which mm -hmm. is a great cash business, can be difficult hiring all these other aspects that we know right. go along with every small business. But if you find one that's a good cash flow, consistent over the last few years, that maybe has done almost nothing from a marketing perspective digitally. Yeah. I know I can enhance the business right away. Right. If I could find a hire or two that I can rely on to go out and actually fulfill that business, I can bring my expertise from marketing into that. Oh. So that's the projections that I look at. If it's, if it's an e-commerce play that has only utilized Amazon, okay, <laughs> then I have a whole other avenue that can take a Shopify store and build out all sorts of Google shopping, things they're not taking full full yeah. advantage of that can double, triple, quadruple their business. So that's the potential that I look. Where can I bring expertise, not just me, but my network yeah. and, and really build revenue in that business? Because all so that's going to help is turn to sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is part of the equation then finding an operator to plug and play into that business? So here's an answer I hate to give you, but it always depends, <laughs> but chances are absolutely yes. So we're finding, and, and this has had me reinvent my own digital agency business. We're finding most businesses that are ready to sell at the right price are owner operated, uh, which makes it super time consuming in the beginning of the process. We're going through this right now with an e-commerce company. Mm -hmm. uh, but once we get it to where we can bring an owner operator in, mm -hmm. A, we've increased the value of the asset, but B, it just becomes us looking at the reports that we want filled out. And then we know where we can kind of maneuver from above. So yeah, definitely uh, bringing in that, that operator is the majority of what we're looking at. And okay. so with the Marcus Lemonis, where he actually leaves the current, you know, operator in place, do you typically look to remove that person um, and bring some, bring in your own operator? So most of what we've looked at is that person is done, right? Uh, this happens all the time in digital marketing, high burnout. So that operator in there is 99% chance that they're done. Yeah. And if they're not, I've set up alternatives to be able to utilize what they've created and they can go through a process of joining other agencies, owners like that, and then they can all exit together and really 
kind of capitalize on that potential that I was talking about. So yeah, the answer to that is we're generally not Marcus, right? So he comes in, he invests money, yeah. he does some other things, uh, but we do have an alternative that is more like that approach. So that's actually, I didn't even think about that show, The Profit. That's uh, a brilliant take on that. I appreciate that, Dr. Z. Uh, I didn't even <laughs> no think charge. about it that way, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> I may update some of my marketing now that you said that. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> so I'm curious as to how you get started. I'm going to go out and buy some businesses. I'm backing up here okay. a little bit. Tell us about no, I love how it. that started. No, it's, it started from the pandemic. Like I was, yes, heavily, I think my business then was probably 90% uh, from the digital marketing agency, which was my bread and butter. Yeah, uh, I was 90% medical dental lead gen, right? So I'm working for offices, putting patients into their seats. Everybody closes, who needs me, <laughs> right? Uh, and I just, that sent me down a path of uh, really, I found uh, there's a guy named Roland Frazier, who's a brilliant man. If you look him up, he's super successful. And I've been on private planes with him, not private plane once, not planes, not multiple. Uh, one time with him, I've been the benefit of all his training and he does this for a living. And I've learned from what I think is the best. Uh, and that's how I learned how to do all these things. I you think know, everybody needs their mentor. He's, he's, he's definitely a good mentor. Yeah, I think Joe interviewed him. That name rings a so, bell. Oh, absolutely. Joe, uh, Roland is behind uh, a partner in Digital Marketer. Uh, and yes, the marketing world seems like it's huge, but there's some way that we're all connected to each other. Wow. So do you do just local? What's your, how wide of a net do you cast? Is it, we'll go anywhere. We'll go like Earl. <laughs> The guy, the guy, we'll paint any car for ninety nine ninety five. <laughs> we'll go anywhere to find the best business. So, from a business acquisition perspective, you tell me that, whatever well, your model is. So, honestly, well, most of so my digital marketing team has a great component that is based in the UK. So, I would definitely say we're at least UK consideration as well. Uh, which okay. brings in a whole lot of other European countries. So I think at this point we could say international. Uh, business is business is business. Like, honestly, it's tax benefits, uh, other things that are well beyond my pay grade mm -hmm. that, that I rely on my accountants and my due diligence team. That's mm -hmm. what it depends on. It's ultimately what's your model? What can we add to your model? If we can't help, we don't waste anybody's time. We just move on. Yeah. Uh, so that doesn't limit me to local or U.S. It limits me to good businesses. Okay. You went off camera. I don't know why. but you just lost your camera. <laughs> My camera's gone? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what happened. I totally so, see you guys still. That's weird. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Okay, well, just keep going. Keep going. going. <laughs> I got a question for you. Do you have bird dogs? <laughs> yeah, people that go and scout out the businesses for you. Because that was my question, too, for somebody who wants to get started. Because I remember a long time ago, I was considering looking at businesses and then franchises. 
but if is it if you're going into something that you have really no background in what what is the best approach for that definitely if somebody has a background in it yeah 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 no for sure so to answer that i love that i love the bird dog right that's a that's a real estate term if it's ever been Totally right. A lot of times, I had some friends in the corporate real estate world too. That was their big thing. Oh, this bird dog brought me this. So the answer (laughs) to that is absolutely one hundred percent. And I and that's where the consulting and the the side of of really to pass on this gift is that has been given to me. uh, You know, not given, paid for. But uh, the reality is, yes, it's partnerships are key. Uh, Mm -hmm. the, The agency world where we've functioned a lot, we have pretty good ties, but we're always adding new partners to that mix for deal flow is key. So to get the right deal flow, you make many partnerships. So I'm the part that I'm involved in is called the Epic uh, community. I'm on the Epic board that cost me money, Uh, but there's all sorts of other people that have gone through the program that are literally perfect bird dogs. They don't really know what they're doing yet, but they're trying to, figure it out. So you align yourself with, you know, that's what most of these programs do. They just take people through and they get their deal flow and they get a big piece of the deal and they give a little piece to the guy who brought it to them or girl who brought it. I got a, I got a situation. Tell me if you think this is a deal. (laughs) There's a guy, he's got a microbrew. It's pretty good. He's generating, like he says, a hundred grand on his own. He's only open like four days a week and the thing i like about the play is he's got the opportunity for the downtime he could be rent he rents out the space he's got a space upstairs with a little balcony so you could do like private parties and have a you know a deck situation all this different potential we probably should talk more about that huh (laughs) Maybe talk offline. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, a hundred percent. Just got to look deeper into it, and it's awesome if you can buy it for what you want to buy it for. That's what makes it awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll go to any business right now. There's breweries here that I know one right now that is in massive trouble. Right. Mm-hmm. If they came to me, I would figure out a great way to be able to carry on their leg. A lot of guys like that want to carry on their name. Right. And they just don't want to do all that work anymore. So if they want to partner on that, then we have real conversations about how we can do that. So for me, and it's not, you don't need to go out and buy a $20 million a year business. This is where you'll get very differing opinions because it's just amount of the same amount of work to buy a hundred million dollar deal as it is to buy a hundred thousand dollar deal. It takes Mm -hmm. a lot of work to do all that. I just think there's so much more opportunity in a sub million sub 2 million revenue range because of the fact that most of them are owner operated. So you're going to buy them cheaper. And once you bring in an operator, you've increased the value at least two times, if not much higher multiple, uh, just by doing all the leg and hard work. And that's, that's, to me, it's arbitrage, right? It's just, that's all it is. If I buy something at one X and I'm able to increase the value to three X and capture that two X for myself, I'll do that all day. It takes work, but it's worth it. How do you figure out the intrinsic value of the business? The building's worth like five and a half, you know, 560, 70,000, somewhere in there. He wants 1.2. 
So, so me, stuff I up. have no interest in owning corporate real estate. <laughs> so I would let them keep the business and pull the lease in place, but that's me. Uh, the intrinsic value of the business is just based on its cash flow and the multiples that are in the marketplace. You can find those. You can look for value of uh, microbrewery at this level, and you'll find that somewhere in the world of Google. Oh, so that's pretty easy to figure out. Yes, it's super easy to figure out. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, the trust part is, is he actually doing the business he says he's doing? That's the hard part. Because I'm sure there's a cash component. And, you know, we don't want the IRS to come knocking on our door right after we buy a business. So <laughs> we want to make sure that, you know, pizza places, cash type businesses can have that other. And I will tell you, I've seen lots of deals where they're like, well, this isn't all the money I get. I don't want to know about any of that. <laughs> like that's, you know what I mean? I'm trying to create value, not create prison terms. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah. So how? So anytime you want to talk about that, you can definitely sidebar this conversation, and we can have a real conversation on that business. Okay. Anytime okay. you're ready. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I was just wondering, because I know, um, like you said, word of mouth reputation is probably the best way to, way to go to, to get the best deal. But there are, you know, references, magazines, something that does list businesses that are for sale. It used to be in the newspaper, right? But now, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you really go that route. So what, what are different options um, out there if somebody is looking to purchase a business? So there's a million listing sites out there and there's lots of business brokers out there. It's a great place to practice, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay. uh, so well, I'll just say it. So, and if I offend a business broker watching this, you know, I'm right. So it's okay. Uh, at the end of the day, there's a lot of business brokers out there that completely overvalue a business right. from even from a real estate perspective, forget about what the actual business is truly worth. Everything is completely overvalued because they're trying to land the listing, right? Yeah. Just, you know, just like in the real estate world, there's some really great real estate agents and there's ones that just want all the listings right. and they're going to tell you that your house is worth 1.5 when yeah. you couldn't sell it for 900 grand. Yeah. Uh, that's the reality of those listing services, but there are some great ones. There's, there's, a, well, it was micro acquire. I think it's acquire.com. Uh, the, the values that people put on businesses too, that's just nonsense. Like go in, you can look at a business and say, oh, I think this is, you know, look at industry multiples that you can again find out there anywhere and you can give them a realistic offering. You'll be surprised at what you can buy if you're just real. Mm. Uh, you can do it without a lot of cash. So there are ways to utilize business broker sites, but it's just a longer process. My very first deal came from Flippa probably shouldn't say that out loud because well whatever it came from flippa but at the end of the day i didn't buy it through flippa because the person contacted me like a year and a half later uh mm -hmm. and decided that they wanted to sell and that's you know that's that's the business that i mentioned before mm -hmm. god i don't know why i put this out in the public realm some point <laughs> some point flip is going to email me and say hey you owe me for that uh <laughs> but with that being said like the reality is you know that's there are benefits to that, but it can take a lot longer. And there's a lot of crazy, very, if you can get your own deal flow, that's why bird dogs is a great term 
because right. if you can get your own deal flow, you can get much more realistic owners. You know, I will tell you, most people think their businesses are worth a lot more than they actually are. Yeah. Sure. sure. Like houses too. Just like houses. There's all these other, especially, you know, if you find somebody who bought a business that is selling a business, they're much more realistic because okay. they don't have that, that initial, yeah. yeah, that attachment, the blood, sweat, and tears. You, you know, unfortunately, you can't really put value on those things. Everybody has to go through that when they create a business. And, and that's the hard part. But, you know, there you can get through it. And I, a lot of times, like, I'll work deals out where to capture a potential you can earn out. You want to still have some kind of, you know, involvement. Sales-wise, this, you know, that's cool. We'll pay you for that knowledge. Let's put together that as part of the deal. Yeah. So there's all sorts of, you know, this Roland Frazier, as we mentioned before, yeah. he's had like 283 strategies to put together a deal that really doesn't involve a lot of cash out of your own pocket. Yeah. Uh, now, if you sat on millions of dollars, it's a lot easier to do these things, but, yeah. not, you know, not a lot of people don't have that. And that's, you know, there's alternatives to everything. Uh, there's There's also people out there that will give you money if you put together the right proposal yeah. for them to be involved with you as a partner. Sure, yeah. Sure. Creativity is king, right? Yeah. Amen. Yes. That it is it totally in real estate. You can get so many things done in real estate. The more creative you are, the more sure. money you can make. And yeah. innovative, the more innovative you are, all that stuff. So the week same machine. Thing. Same thing. It's the same thing in business buying. Literally the same thing. Hard money, super expensive. And the traditional money is less expensive, but it's a pain in the neck to get traditional. Sometimes you got to go the hard money route. Right. <laughs> so with that said, the week's machine moving forward, what's the, the, what do you envision the future looking like for you personally and professionally? Ah, the future. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like to think to predict the future you want to create. you know i live i live in 90 day sprint so it's hard for me to go beyond that but i will tell you that for me the future is just about its quality of time quality yeah. of time that i have things and I, this is coming i don't know if you know you guys were not involved with that group but the very first time i was asked to present in front of a, a mastermind group i went up with my <laughs> with my little yellow sheet of paper nice. and i I just laid out how I created a you know seven figure agency and it was so unsystemized. Uh, now I understand the real value of systemization and SOPs right. and all these things. So for me, even in the next year or two, it's about having the access of a dashboard that I go into and I can see what businesses are doing what. And just doing that on a grander scale is the goal, helping more people uh, and yeah. that goes into something we haven't talked about, but, you know, that goes into not just in a business sense, in a marketing sense, in a buying a business sense, but sharing the journey now of, of fighting the weight and, and fighting the personal things that are going on yeah. and just sharing that journey and hopefully inspiring others to, to take action. That, that to me is what about the more people I can help, the better. That's what it is. Nice. That's the future, my friend. Yeah. Nice. 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 Yeah. I was going to ask too, like, how, how are you finding ways to like challenge yourself? But yeah, I think it pretty much. Wow. Where did the time go? It goes quick, right? When you talk, we actually have real conversations. It goes. Yeah. So Dr. Z, we're going to, we're going to wind it down here. Any parting thoughts? 
Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate um, your words of wisdom. And I know we've, we've kind of th thought about maybe looking into businesses um, to acquire. Yeah. So um, that was really helpful. So I, I really ap appreciate all that, that you shared. And yeah. Okay, great. Eddie, what do you want to leave everybody with? Think bigger and don't be afraid. Like, you mentioned that both of you have mentioned buying businesses. Just ask, like, I am more than willing to share a whole lot more uh, than we can in 45 minutes. So I just think anybody out here, if you think bigger, if, you know, one thing that stands out to me is if my dreams can fit your dreams inside of them, then I'm dreaming at the right level. Right. Uh, that's, yeah. that's the reality of the situation. And if you're dreaming this big, you can't fit a whole bunch in there. So, you know, yeah. sometimes you think you think you're a little crazy, but yeah, I tell you, all these all these people having ultimate success are kind of crazy. So, <laughs> well, dream. and that reminds me too. Yeah, just ask. You know, sometimes we don't get because we don't ask. Yeah, it. who not how? Right, that's the biggest thing. I've said exactly. it more than once. If I I don't know how to do ninety percent of what needs to be done, but my network does. Yeah, it's mm. the who's. Definitely. That's it. Yeah, you're in the the Ford role right the i love the story that henry ford i hope it's henry <laughs> uh tells where he's got this panel of push buttons if anything he needs he hits a button right sounds like it is have. henry ford so you did good on that <laughs> <laughs> but that i mean that's it like literally that's it the, the with People are scared of AI right now, right? But it, it gives you such immediate answers. As long as you can verify some of them, <laughs> it, it expands you to have the pushboard, right? And that's also, okay, here's my phone. I could waste most of my time consuming social media, or I could have this really awesome contact list where I could send a message. And it's preferably WhatsApp. Everybody's on WhatsApp. So just yeah. send a WhatsApp to, to Roland Frazier and say, hey, I have this awesome business. I want to do a half day consult. Are you in that? There's so many, you know, and you, how would you know that if you don't ask? I know it because I ask. Yeah. You expand your, your capacity. Yeah. By asking. Yes. I'm sorry. I could talk all day. I'll stop. talking. I know we could, we could be talking for several more hours with you. No problem. That's, that's the fun part. When you get people on that, you, you have that, you feel comfortable with them and you just feel like, man, there's just so much we can share back and forth. It's so much fun when you meet people like that. We met a couple on Sunday, not Sunday, on, on, on 4th of July. 4th of July. On Tuesday. <laughs> and we had a similar conversation. What are you guys doing? What are you, you're just speedballing back and forth. It's so much fun. That's it. It's awesome. Well, well we're going to have to leave it there. And as always, thank, thank you, you in advance. Just thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing. Yeah. Just thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing. Yeah.